Hello, everyone. It's then again. With Ken and Glenn. We are here to drop a bomb on you. Boo! You, you dropped, dropped a bomb, bomb on me, baby. <laughs> anyway, it's not just any bomb. It's, an, it's, it's a, a bomb. It's a bomb. The atomic a, bomb. The atomic, atomic bomb. Wow. Uh, this one is a, is a vast and, and lengthy topic that, w- that we could start at the theoretical end of it, which is its actual deployment and only deployment in combat, which is, you know, ending World War II, or we could start earlier with the sun, the original atomic bomb. Well, it's not really a, a star. Bomb. Yeah. It's more a nuclear but it is, device. But, it is. We're, it's but now we're just device. splitting atoms. Oh. <laughs> oh. Splitting hairs. Oh, anyone? Yes, that's so anyway. So, where, yeah, where, where to start with this one? Most people know what atomic weapons are. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. They know that they explode very big. They know that they have very many bad side effects. Yep. They know that the United States dropped not one but two atomic bombs on Japan. And to, which, date, and to date is the only country that has used one in war. It is. We were the first ones to have it. Yep. And then no one has used it since, although that has been the great fear and drove much of not only war. world politics, but popular culture throughout yes. the 50s, the 60s, and part of the 70s. Yes. Because you know, and, and this is what you have to, to think about is military history and warfare have had a long they've had, they've had a long and glorious tradition yes. of fighting hand to hand with sticks and knives and stones, and then we get bronze, then we get steel, then right. we have projectile weapons, then we get airplanes. And yet all of those technological innovations seem to not have been the paradigm shift that atomic weapons right. have been. Because a single atomic weapon has the power to destroy a city right. and all the lives and infrastructure therein. And an all-out, an all-out atomic exchange has the capacity to destroy life, life our life on this at planet. Least. Yes. Yeah. So it is. It is something that has you know uh, was a great horror immediately after it was unleashed, and the people who were building the bomb they knew what it was going to be, and I think most of the scientists really felt. Part of the scientists thought, well, we're just pursuing scientific pursuits. Right. We can wash our hands of whatever happens right. after it, which right. is a crock, we, yeah, in right. my humble opinion. Right. I have a letter to read about that, by the way. Right. And some of them realized that they had to do it, in effect, before the bad guys did. Right. The bad guys being specifically Nazi Germany. Right, right. Although that was well, there, there, that yeah, there was a very vast overestimation of how far Nazi Germany was and its nuclear Well, program. but they had to. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not yeah. being one of the apologists. I'm just saying that it just happens that they were nowhere they near were not, a bomb. They were, they were just not, not close even enough. close. Because ironically, the... the uh, yeah, the, 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 the brain ba- drain. The, the brain ba- drain. The brain drain. The basic science is actually kind of simple. Yeah. The basic science is simple, but creating the physical equipment that you need right. to create a controlled and only happens Sustain, when you push a right. button explosion is very complex. And, and I guess what I thought, I thought you were going with the brain drain, because what I was going to say is that, that ironically, because it's Nazi Germany, the best scientists who were working on the atomic programs were happened to be Jewish, oh. many of whom, maybe most of whom, had fled Germany. Or been killed before they realized, oh, no. Right. Oh, we need that brain. We, oh, Oops, it's oh, gone now. Unfortunate. So... So it was a race to try to – it was a race to the atomic bomb right, to see right. who was going to develop and, and, it and like we say, it, it's irrelevant how far Germany really was along. As you said, you, you don't know. We didn't know and until because it was over. you don't know, you can't take that chance. You really can't take that you, chance with, with Germany. Because they can't have that. And especially since they were far and away ahead of us and everyone else in – you know, ballistic missiles, deli- i.e., delivery they, systems. They, they made the first ones. Oh, but the but but the you know, but the V two wasn't that accurate. You know what? It was accurate enough for an atomic warhead. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, it's five miles off target. You know what? I don't think that's going to matter. And they were working in conjunction on a plane that would fly from Europe to New York. What you? Yeah, well, yeah. Now, again, how far did they get on that? Not very, but right. this was all in their mind. If they had gotten it, they would have used it. Absolutely. And we knew they and would. you had to fight against the, the possibility. Right. The possibility, exactly. But, but you know, for, fortunately, Germany was defeated right. in May of 40, 1945. So well, let, well, let's, well, let's back up a little bit. The, the, the start of the atomic program and, and, indeed, the start of the possibility of, oh, you mean we can? Uh, this can be— this can be weaponized, goes to our dear friend Albert Einstein. Right. Noted pacifist and inventor of atomic weapons. Now he didn't no, invent them. But he did send a letter to Roosevelt he and did. said, you know, the Germans are working on this. We should probably beat them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, even he says, and he is a noted pacifist, yeah. but he just certainly doesn't want it in the hands of those guys. Right. Uh, but it, but this starts out, but this whole thing starts out as, as theoretical exercises is what I was getting at. It's, you know, it's, it's, I forget, what is the year that he has his general, his theory of general relativity and the E that. equals MC squared? It's, it's early it's, 1900s. It's in the, yeah, it's in the 10s. The 10s, yeah, sometime in the 10s. So, so, so this idea, it's only after he publishes that that people start going, well, well if that equation is true, wouldn't that mean that this amount of energy released would be this destructive? Yeah. Is there a way to actually do that? That you know, that'd make a really powerful bomb. Should yeah. this be militarized? Yes, yes, says the military as yes. soon as they hear of it. And it became in the United States the biggest, most expensive right. project of the war effort. If you if you couple it with our delivery device, which yeah. is the B twenty nine bomber, right? When you take the B twenty nine and the Manhattan projects to develop nuclear weapons together, it was Right, by far America's most expensive program, and it's all of these, and it's all of these theoretical, you know, papers. And could this be done? Can it be harnessed? You know, that starts percolating into the 30s. That you know, by the time we get to 38, 39, and 40, and now it's a war. Now they start, people start going, well, okay, now let's for real see if this can really be done. Yeah, and how early is the Manhattan Project? They, it gets authorized. The initial funding gets authorized in 40. In 40, yeah, in exactly. 40. We're not even in the war yet. In, in, right. Well. Well, yes, but we haven't right. declared yes, war. We haven't right. declared right. war. Pearl Harbor hasn't happened yet. Right, and, <laughs> and so yes, yeah, so they're you know, and they and and like I said, the science they've got scientists together, and they know exactly how to do it. It's getting the material, the uranium and or the plutonium, right? Because those you can't pick them up at your local hardware store. <laughs> sure uh, they, they're not just lying if you in can, a salt mine. What kind of hardware store is this? We're <laughs> yeah, doing exactly. With? So so they have to develop the proper chemical right. materials physical materials that will make the, the again, comparatively simple yeah, equations comparatively, work. Yeah, comparatively exactly. simple equations right. work. And that's what the Manhattan Project really is, right. is getting the materials together to create enough material to make a bomb go off. There are two ways they figure out to do it. Right. One is to have fissible material that you then crush in on itself. Right. Uh, or you take a block of that material just a grapefruit size right. with a little cone, and, and you, you shoot, shoot that cone into the grapefruit size, smashing that together. Right. They knew that one would work. They didn't even test it. The first test right. of that was in Japan. We didn't even test that one right. in the stateside. We test the right. crushable one, the, right. quote, fat man. Right. And again, we knew that would work. They were just trying to figure out the precise methodology of creating an explosive crushing effect. Right. So they knew it would work. They just had to get the material, and that's what was so expensive. Right. You know, up in nearby in Oakwood, Tennessee— there were thousands of hillbillies that they pulled in to work at this state-of-the-art <laughs> plant, and they didn't. No one. It's remarkable the secrecy. They didn't know what they were doing. Right. Stand here at this line, pull this lever, measure this thing. Okay, what are we doing? Shh. 
Well, well, we're standing here. We're measuring this. Yes. Here. That's what we're doing. And so that's where they were creating the uranium and the plutonium. Right. And then they would ship it out to Oak Mexico. Ridge. Yeah, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Yeah, I think you said Oakwood. Yeah, yeah. Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. I may have said Oakwood because yeah, there's a town. There. Like, I, I realized I was like, um, that was, but yeah. Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Yes. So then they ship it out to New Mexico, and right. then the scientists and all that, and, and right. uh, you know General Groves, get all that together. They right. test it. And by this point, however, by the time they're actually able, ready to deploy the weapon, Germany has surrendered. Right. Uh, now, now, quick sidebar. So before Germany surrenders, though, before we get to this point, what's going on is that because we don't know how far they are, there are active raids to stymie their, like, like there's a raid in Norway to a place that produces heavy water. You right. know, that's that, that extra isotope water that you can do certain nuclear things nuclear and atomic experiments with to see how a bomb could be built so and it's things like the fact that they're producing heavy water that makes us think oh well they're to do that they've got to be this far along well they weren't that far along they were just going and producing the heavy water because they knew they'd need it eventually right because they're germans so (laughs) everything is planned out exactly but so so you know we do a, a a behind the lines raid as a spy mission espionage that that blows up that that plant. Yeah. You know, so so there are things happening along the way. And then, of course, like we said earlier, the V-1 and V-2 missile. Pro- I mean, the V-1 isn't really a missile. It's more, it's more of a drone, actually. It's what we today call a drone, the V-1. Yeah. It's propelled by, you know, combustion engine and it's got a gyroscopic Well, it's, I mean, it, it is a rocket. The V-1? No, the V-2 is the rocket. They're both rockets. No. Is yes. the V-1 a rocket? Yes. Okay, I'm, then I misremember. Yes, that's why they had to get the souped-up uh, Spitfires I to try go to and shoot knock them down. Them. Well, well, was it the souped-up Spitfire fine, though, that they could fly alongside, waggle and, their yeah, wing, and hit, and hit, hit it. it, and it would just, the gyroscope would go crazy right. and it would crash. Yeah, V-1 is smaller. It was the that first. Was right. V-2 okay, is the one that we built the space program off yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. That's, but, but, that's a different critter. But those two types of missiles... Combined with things like they're making heavy water, they've got these missiles, right. they've got to be They're clothed. aiming for London. Yeah, they're, they're going to blow they're, up absolutely. London. Well, well, and that V-2, maybe it can fly to New York. We don't know yet. We don't know right. if it's intercontinental or not yet. Yeah. We don't know. So, you know, obviously, but now we get to the end of World War II, or at least we get for to the surrender of Germany, Germany, and we go, oh, oh, they weren't really that close at all. Yeah. But, buddy, okay. we are. But, but yeah, we, we and, really are now. And then comes the most controversial yes. aspect of this yes. is the use of it on Japan. So right. don't forget that we'd been fighting for years in the Pacific against the Japanese right. and incredibly determined, right. never willing to give up and to, let's totalitarian government yeah. that will not And let's surrender. emphasize this again. Remember, there are two separate peoples, nations, you know, we think of the Axis as this. Well, the Axis right. weren't that coordinated. They Germany is fighting. Japan is fighting. Germany surrenders. Japan doesn't. Remember that, folks. Right. It doesn't all end nice and neatly. And and, and, and unlike uh, the European theater where the Russians had played a huge land role, yes. and it was the Russians and the British and the Americans in the Pacific, it was. It's pretty much the Americans, and it's been the American uh, manpower and and material right. power that have been fighting against the Japanese. And the closer they get to the home islands the more determined this resistance gets. Exactly. And they are realizing that an invasion of the home islands is going to be incredibly costly. Folks, the Japanese are issuing sharpened bamboo sticks to middle-aged or to, middle to, school kids yeah, yeah. and having them drill to, with to them. To children, literally. They're, they are not given, and the, the Japanese government is refusing to consider capitulation right. because they don't want to give up the power control that they have over the country. Exactly. Because that's what fascist totalitarian exactly. governments you, do. If you don't have power, well, then why do you exist? So it's it's really the Japanese government right. that, is, that there just are a will lot not of, give up. There are a lot of Latter-day apologists that say, well, you know, there were, there were 
there were people within the Japanese government and within the Japanese society that, that were favoring peace. Well, well there were. But well, well, you know what? There were people in the Nazi regime that favored peace. How well did they do? They got killed. They got garroted with piano wire while they hung from a meat hook in a cellar, to be blunt. Yes. And so, you, you know, we had no idea how widespread the, quote, peace movement within the Japanese government was. We had no idea. We also, but we did have a very good idea of how it, had, whatever the peace movement was in Germany had worked. So you couldn't bank on, well, you know, eventually they'll come around. Right. Really? It's, Will they? At this point, the war in Germany was over. And America and everyone was ready for the war to be over and bring the boys home. Exactly. You have all these military units that have fought against Nazi Germany being told, you're not going home. Yeah, We're exactly. shipping you through the United States to go fight the Japanese. You have to fight another war. Yeah. This is starting to drag on American morale. And, yep. the, and the, the will of the American people to continue the war, believe it or not, is starting to decline. And this has right. to get over quickly. The American now will may not can handle a deadly bloodthirsty invasion right. of Japan. Let me qualify something. What, what you just described, let's draw a distinction between war weariness and your spirit being broken. Right. Well, well, I'm just saying, but no, that needs is to be difference. stated. It needs to be stated. Yeah. Uh, you know, war weariness doesn't mean they weren't going to continue, but, you know, wh- how, how long would it have been before there were protests right. and social unrest and that sort of thing? And, just, mean, and just make a peace with Japan. Just, just let them do go it. do what exactly. they want. Exactly. Um, and if you do that, if you, I hate you know this is this is hard, blunt, real politic, Bismarckian things to say. If you just go ahead and make the peace before that regime that has that has done atrocities, don't forget what Japan did in Korea and China. And China. I mean, I got so many Japanese friends today. I love the country, but that regime had done horrible things. Are you really going to make a peace with that regime? You can't. You can't. You kind of so, can't. So Truman makes the decision. And remember, not everyone knows about the atomic right, bomb. Right, yeah, Truman didn't know until Truman he was vice president. Right. They said, oh, by the way, now that you're president, here's, this here's thing a file got. you want to read about. It's a weapon. Well, look at that, he said. I say <laughs> That looks pretty powerful. Right. And it's not like he said, drop the bomb now. He right. basically said, okay, I will sign a letter that says the military may use it when it deems it necessary. Right. And then he was kind of hands off. Yeah. Then the military decided that it would try this first before an invasion of Japan that was going to be about literally 10 times the size of D-Day. Yeah. And there were going to be two of them, one earlier and one later. So this was a and their huge estimate, undertaking. And, and wasn't it their projecting overall campaign to, to actually take the home islands as over a million casualties? 500,000 to a million casualties. casualties. Right. Not deaths, but casualties. casualties. Not to mention the Japanese deaths. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So America decides to drop one bomb. And then two days later, they drop another one. Right. And the people who say that this was unnecessary, there's a couple of reasons. One, one is legitimate. Truman dropped the bomb so that he would have something to overawe the Soviets with. Larger geopolitical a, a larger issues. Larger geopolitical. And, of course, our, uh, Soviet spies in America had already figured out that there was an atomic bomb. So Uncle Joe was not taken he was not impressed and right. he was not taken unawares. And so people said— And well, by the way, when he says Uncle Joe, he means Joe Stalin, yeah, folks. Sorry. <laughs> you, you figured that <laughs> I, out. I was hoping so. So that was a reason. That yeah, was a yeah. consideration yeah. Uh, to, to show off to the, to the Soviets right. because everyone saw that the post-war world was going to be tricksy. Absolutely. And when they decided, when, when the military drops the bomb, they have to create something so horrific that this incredibly entrenched Japanese government goes, okay. Either the government says, you know what, we can't fight this, right. or the resistance within Japan, including the emperor, right. becomes right. so great 
that they they surrender and and they do right now right with and and it is in the, I've talked to vets who were in the Pacific who were on their way to the Pacific from Europe and they have all said that bomb saved my life and made it so that I could live because they were right. all convinced they were going to die right. it allowed them all to go home right. it 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 for that generation, there's no question as to the necessity to drop the bomb. Right, right. Um, and you know what? Here, if you want to talk, oh, you want to talk about philosophical moral conundrums. Okay, the seventy thousand plus who died at Hiroshima, and then the the other seventy to one hundred thousand. I mean, it was, it was a smaller fifty to seventy thousand that died at Nagasaki. They're horrible, horrific deaths. They're not all instant. They're lingering. There's, as we now know, the radio the radiation cancers, and it, it it's horrible. But 70 plus 120,000, let's say 200,000 with the long-term deaths, 200,000 versus easily twice that many civilian and military deaths in the home islands in invasion, 500,000 a million American combat casualties. You know, you get to, you, right. you, the, the, the naysayers and the apologists say, well, the, you, you, can't, you, can't, the, you can't say that those few lives were, were worth less than these greater lives, or can you? Well, and once again, you're in the it's moment. All, you're in the exactly. moment. You've it's, got to make the decision of— It's all I, hindsight. I can't kill my own people if I can—sorry, this, 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 this amount— War is hell. Yeah, war is hell. You cannot refine it. You've already gone to war. You're already there. And you want it over. And, and this is the crazy thing. This bomb is saving lives. It's saving Japanese lives. Long term. Arguably, it that, is. that's a counterfactual, but yes, but arguably it, but it, it is. But exactly. So, you know, you, you and, and and that's the thing. So, you know, from that moment. I am not a fan of nuclear war, folks, but well, you kind of had to drop this bomb. There's there's only been one. And that's that's yeah. the opinion I have is that it was a necessity, but that has been formed, honestly, not even so much by reading all the volumes on should it or should it not have been made from 1950 into the present right, day. Right, right. It's formed from talking to the vets. Yeah. And all these interviews I've done, I have yet to find a vet who was not grossly saddened, horrifically saddened by the fact that it was dropped, but they never questioned right. the necessity to save at least American lives. And and, and that that's is, it. after all, the function of the government. It is. It's to that's end the war and bring the boys home alive. That's it. And with that, let's bring this cast home alive. <laughs> Let's bring it home because we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> we'll and see all of you later. Bye. Then Again with Ken and Glenn is a production of the Cottrell Digital Studio at the Northeast Georgia History Center. If you've enjoyed listening to Then Again with Ken and Glenn, please make sure that you subscribe and help us out by writing a review. To learn more about the Northeast Georgia History Center, visit www.negahc.org.